I want to read to you this morning out of Luke 17, starting verse 20. This is Jesus speaking. It says, one day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will your kingdom come? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can not be detected by visible means. You won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there. The kingdom of God is already among you. Let me just mention what that's talking about there. It says, uh, you cannot find the kingdom of God, or you won't know where it is, by saying it is at Orchardville, or it's at Fairfield, or Blueford, or Sisney, or Wayne City, or Flora, or Salem, or anywhere, Xenia, anywhere around you. You'll never find the kingdom of God like that. And then he goes on to say, the kingdom of God is among us, meaning that the kingdom of God was in the hearts of the believers of that day and also in the hearts of the believers today. All right? Verse 26, it says, when the Son of Man returns, it'll be like in the day of Noah. In those days, the people enjoyed banquets and parties and weddings right up till the time Noah entered his boat and the floods came and destroyed them all. And the world will be like it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building, until the morning Lot left Sodom. Then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be business as usual right up till the day that the Son of Man is revealed. And very simply, Jesus is telling us point blank what it will be like. <laughs> and you know what it's going to be like? It's going to be just like it was yesterday. It's going to be just like it is today. Just like in the days of Noah and just like in the days of Lot. But you know, in the world today... Parents and grandparents face issues that they have never, ever had to face before. We see things in the world today that most of us would never have dreamed of five years ago, ten years ago, let alone some of the older folk 30 and 40 and 50 years ago. And I sat, it saddens me to say, not only is this in the world, but it's also in, in some of the churches. It's chaos. It's crazy. It's, it's so far away from the Bible that it's, that, it, that it's really not funny. Now, who would have thought that we would be having a restroom debate in the United States of America that would go on and on and on and on? My grandson's five years old. He knows which bathroom to go into. We stopped at Applebee's last night, and I walked in the back door. We picked up, and I walked in the back door, and there's two restrooms there. And a, a mama and a little boy walked up there, and, and she says, do you want to go in your bathroom, or do you want to go with, with me? And you could tell he knew which bathroom he should go into, but he was just a little boy, and he wanted to follow in with his mom. Not a problem with that. But he was probably four years old, and he knew that he went in the bathroom of that little, little guy that's there that is not wearing a dress. He knew that. 
He knew that. It's not that complicated. It's not that difficult. Did you ever think you would see the day when a, when a young man in his 20s would bow his knee on a football field and get ridiculed and condemned for it and be drugged across the media? A young man that, of course, he's not perfect. We know there is no one perfect, and there was only one, and that was Jesus. So we know this young man wasn't perfect. But what role model do you want for your children? A young man that bows his knee on a football field that doesn't drink. You won't see him in any beer commercials. You won't see him in any tobacco commercials. You won't see him running around half naked. But see, for the world today, that's not what they want. Because when Jesus returns, the second coming of Christ, it will be like the days of Noah. It'll be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. It'll be just a normal day with with sin abounding. Who would have ever thought coaches would get in trouble of all the things a coach can do wrong. How dare they pray with them athletes? How dare them coaches? Trying to lead our kids off stray. Oh my goodness. Give me a break. Now it's very important for us to have the coaches back and the teachers back that stand up for biblical principles. It's very important that we have their back in this congregation like this. But it's also, it's also very important that we have their back when we go to, go to work on Monday morning. If you don't have their back on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning at work, don't act like you've got their back on Sunday. Okay? They have to know that we have their back. We've got to lift them up. They are on the battlefield. They are on the front lines. But who would have thought in the world today that we would be dealing with these crazy issues? Who would have thought that it offends so many people to have a national day of prayer like the president did. But every day, it's okay for the Muslim religion to stop work, let's go pray. You know why this is happening, don't you? Because we haven't been preaching about it. Because we haven't been thinking about it. We haven't been talking about it. We haven't been taking a stand on Monday morning. We said, oh, oh, well, oh, well, that's what they want to do. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're in the world. We're not of the world, you know. So what, what am I to do? I'll tell you what you do. You take a stand for what the Bible says. <clears throat> I am not telling you that we will change the world. 
But what I am telling you is, if we will take a stand, we can change the lives of our children. You know what? You know, it's sad to say, and I read this statistic a long time ago, and I'm not going to give it a number, but it is disgraceful the amount of children that ask why didn't they return to church after they left, after they left home or after they went to college, why didn't they come back to church? And it was because I didn't see Christianity in my own household. That is a disgrace. One hour on Sunday and an hour on Wednesday night will not and cannot defeat a 24-7 devil. I'm about to get aggravated. (laughs) Who would have thought with the same craziness going on, a man bowing on a football field, a coach bowing on a football field, people, players volunteering, wanting to go and pray with him. Who would have ever thought that these same people that took a stand would be in jeopardy of losing their jobs? I thought this was America. I thought we had a right to stand up or sit down. I thought we had a right to keep open our mouth or keep it shut. I thought we had that right. Do we not? Do we not have the right to play the national anthem? My goodness. I'll tell you, I was so aggravated. It was last year. No, it was a year before. I went to like three. might have been a year before that. Went to like three or four graduations. And finally, my last graduation of the day, I finally heard a prayer that ended in the name of Jesus. And I thought then, something's wrong. Something's wrong. That is our, that's our given right as Americans to say the name Jesus. Oh, that dirty little word. That dirty little word that you shouldn't say, that offends me. I'll tell you what offends them. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. That's what offends them. It's whenever we say that name, Jesus, that, that changes, the, de- the demons tremble. That's what, that's what offends them. When you stand up and do what's right and the Holy Ghost is standing right there beside, behind you, that's what offends them. And them demons are saying, man, that little old lady couldn't hurt me, but did you see the Holy Ghost standing behind her? That's what offends them. See, they don't know what to do in the presence of God. Except tremble. That's all they know. Oh, my goodness. Did you ever think you would see a day where it's socially acceptable for a man to identify himself as a woman? And get plastered all over TV and all over magazines? And then... Be voted for woman of the year. What is going on? What is happening? What is, what is going on? We have all these great mamas here today. We have women serving in, serving in the Air Force, in the Army, in all the military branches. There's great women everywhere. 
But we couldn't find a real woman, so we found a man that says he's a woman. Hey, let's do that. If I was a woman, I would be so mad over that. Are you telling me that they couldn't find a real woman to be the woman of the year? So they found a man that acts like a woman to be the woman of the year? I would be mad, mad if I... Hey, I'll tell you what. When it comes to man of the year time, I want to be in the running. And they... And, <laughs> not, not, not really. <laughs> I don't care who gets the man of the year, except it better not be a woman. Okay? <laughs> it better not be a woman. Because a woman is not a man. And a man is not a woman. It's not that difficult. Oh my goodness, and paraded around on TV. Did you ever think we would see these things in the United States of America? No. The greatest country in the world because it was founded upon the greatest truths in the world because the greatest truths in the world come from the only living God in the world. That's why. See, we're not, we're not putting out just our opinion. Well, you know, Pastor Rob, he thinks so-and-so. No, Pastor Rob just agrees with God. And that's what we have to do on Monday morning. You're not going to tell me that when you stand before God one day and God says, man, what, what's up with you in this Sunday morning deals? And what are you, what are you going to say? Are you going to say like uh, something like, well, God, I just, thought, I just thought if you could handle Sundays, I could handle Mondays. Is that what we're going to say? I don't need you on Monday, God. I needed you on Sunday, but when it come to Monday, I didn't need you no more. So I just took over for myself. No, we have to take a stand. On every day of the week. We've got to lift these people up. The people that are on the front line. The mamas. The school teachers. The coaches that stand for biblical values. We have to lift them up. We've got to stand with them. And here's the thing. You are either standing with them. Or you're standing against them. There is no in between. Mm. I said all that. I said all of that to tell you that mothers, your children and your grandchildren need you today more than they've ever needed you in their life. Your responsibility is greater than it's ever been before. Your struggles dealing with the world are greater than they've ever been before. Your children, grandchildren, they need your prayers like never before. They need your guidance like never before. They need your biblical influence like never before. There's no generation has ever lived that needs a biblical, strong-willed mama standing over them. And I don't care if you have to get a ruler or a yardstick. I'm going to say it again. What else can you get? Do we have a bat? A ball bat in here or something? Hey, whose guitar is this? I can bang this. <laughs> bang. 
You just never thought you'd see that, would you? I, I should do that. We'll do that one of these days. Carlin. There's never been a more important time that your children, your grandchildren need you. But here's what they need. They need you to be strong. They need you to be hard-headed. They need you to stand on the word of God and not back down. Because only then will they grow and become the people that you want them to. Let me tell you why. I assure you, as strong and hard-headed and as much word of God as you are putting in them, as much as you can, as much as you can, as much as you can, the soon as they go to school, as soon as they go to their friend's house, the devil is working on them and taking that word and taking that word, and then here they are. So there's a battle going on. Mothers of today, their role is different than it's been in the past. They have more enemies. They have more distractions. They have more things pulling at them. You know, there's times in our house that I've seen my wife take care of one child and then go take care of another child and then come and take care of my needs And then, you know what happens then? It starts all over again. Then she goes back to another child, and then another child, and then back to me over and over and over again. And it's not just my household. It's mothers everywhere. That's why we've got to have the strength and the wisdom of love that only comes from God. That's why, mothers, you have to have that. Don't ever take this job on on your own. You've got to have the the strength and the wisdom and the love that comes from God. There's other times in, in our house I've seen, I've seen my wife take care of everybody's needs. And when I am tired and exhausted and in bed, ready to go to sleep, she's starting to load the laundry. She's finally able to draw a bath for herself. You know, there's, a, there's one thing you'll never see. You'll never see a job description for a mother. <laughs> you, will, you would never see it. You know why? Because it'd be like one of these laws that they pass and don't read. It'd be like 18,000 pages. And it'd be just like them laws. Nobody would ever read it. They'd say, well, I'm sure it's in there. You know, I'm sure it's good, you know. You know, there's an old saying that, that says, a mother can have a baby on Sunday and plant a garden on Tuesday. You know, and I think that's true. They can have a baby. And just turn around in just a few hours, they are ready to go. To be a mother, you got to be part doctor, part peacemaker, part negotiator. And how many can say amen to that one? (laughs) Part chef, part bookkeeper, part financial guru, and even somehow, someway, a part-time lover to their husband. That's a full plate, moms. I'll tell you, I don't think there's anybody that I have more respect for than the mothers in America and in this church. 
Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. I'm almost done. Stay with me just for a moment. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. It says, "But the most important things." It says, "But uh, do we have that scripture?" Twenty-two thirty-six. There it is. Go back to thirty-six. I'm sorry, I got you mixed up. Teacher, which is the most important commandments in the law of Moses? Okay. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord with all your, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is important, love your neighbor as yourself. Mothers, I want to encourage you today that there's only one way that you can continue to do what God has called you to do, and that is to stay hooked up with the love of God, the power of God, and the mercy of God, because he will equip you. There will be a day where you won't care about, I don't know when that day will be, but there will be a day when you won't care about how good of a job they have. You won't care about how big their home is. You won't care about how nice their car is. All you'll care about is if they love the Lord and the neighbor as herself. That's what you'll care about. That's what your focus will be on. It won't be about their possessions. It won't, be a, it won't be about any of those things in the natural, but it'll be about the things of God. A mother's love must come from God. And I encourage you, do not try to do this on your own. You can't do it. You will fail. You will end up a mess. <laughs> But if you'll stay hooked up with God, he will strengthen you and he will raise you up. And he will empower you to do everything that he's called you to do. And if you will do that, not only will you thrive as a mother, but those around you will thrive also. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we do worship you and we praise you today, Father. We just love you, and Father, we just love our mothers. We're so thankful for them, Father. Father, I, I already prayed for them, but I would like to add, Father, that you just continually speak into their hearts, continually tap upon their hearts, Father, continually to strengthen them, continue to encourage them, continue to love them, continue to work through them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 If you have a need this morning, you just know how this works. If you have a need this morning, I encourage you to come. Come and we'll, we'll pray with you. We have people that, that are ready to pray with you, whether it's in your physical body or it's in your family or whether it's one of your children or your grandchildren. This is the place to bring our problems to the throne of God. Amen. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.